Welcome to Married by Design. Getting some traction on real change and handling the issues of life better. That's what we're going to be looking at on this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome back to our podcast this week. We appreciate you being part of it, and we count it a privilege to be able to encourage you and provide biblical counsel. We are so excited to be able to see God's work in people's lives. That's why we've loved biblical counseling for so long. To be able to teach and encourage people and to see the amazing changes that can take place. And that's the focus of this extended series, the truth of God's Word to help us handle the issues of life. And not only to help us in our own issues, but also to give us the tools to encourage and counsel others. It's one of the greatest joys in life to be able to make a difference in the kingdom of God and someone's eternity, to help someone go from struggling in their marriage or in their personal life to a place of victory and peace. No greater joy, and that's what we've been focusing on in this series, the process of biblical change. We started by encouraging you to understand that anyone can change with God's help. We've looked at man's ways versus God's ways and the resources that God gives us in His Word, in the Holy Spirit, and prayer. And we looked at the basic disciplines that are the foundation for biblical change and handling the issues that come into our life. Then we looked at an overview of the process of biblical change. That involves starting with the heart, which flows out into the doing, which will affect the way you feel. Over the last few weeks, we looked at addressing the heart, the whole process that you have to go through in order to see real change in your heart. And hopefully you understand that God is central to working on the heart. It's not something that we can even do ourselves. God is the one that changes the heart, but we do have a part in responding to the work that God wants to do in us and through us. That involves self-evaluation as well as studying scripture and acknowledging areas of your heart that you need to work on. One of the things that we really tried to emphasize is that it takes time to study the Word. To study an area that you're not handling well, it will take months to really allow the truth to sink into your heart and your mind. Don't sell that process short. You can't study an issue of the heart for a night or two and expect to have real change. You need to be in it for the long haul if you want to get traction and really see change. And you must begin with the heart, but you can't stop there. The heart that is transformed will naturally lead to changes in your actions. We'll look at 2 Corinthians 7, verses 10 and 11. It says, Therefore, godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. For see what earnestness this godly grief has produced in you, But also what eagerness to clear yourselves, what indignation, what fear, what longing, what zeal, what punishment. At every point you have proved yourselves innocent in the matter. There it is, action as a result of the change of heart. Paul had confronted the Corinthians with some issues of sin. As a result of the confrontation, there was a godly grief. God worked in their hearts and helped them to see how they fell short. They were beginning to line up their heart with God's truth. That's right. And the result of that was action. The godly grief produced repentance. Notice what Paul says in verse 10. A worldly grief produces death. 
That means that if we're only sorry and grieve because we got caught or because we're ashamed, it doesn't lead to a change of the heart and growth. It leads to despair and slavery. If you have no desire to change your actions or your efforts, if your efforts are only temporary, then you have not properly addressed your heart issues. This is so important. If you really change your heart, there is going to be change in your life. If you don't seem very motivated and don't stick to it, you need to go back to addressing the heart and go deeper and longer. You need to let the word sink in more and saturate your thinking and your heart. John the Baptist encouraged others to bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Again, as we said, repentance is a turning around. It's realizing you haven't been handling the issues in the right way and you desire to change and do the exact opposite. And that earnestness produces a fruit in your life of real change. But a change of heart that's in line with God's word produces real change and earnestness. That is, you understand what you've done wrong and now have a heart that desires to do better, and you're seriously devoted to it. If you find yourself not getting good traction in what you do, or if you have a sense that you haven't fully addressed your heart, you need to get some wise counsel. Contact your pastor or other godly, wise people in your life. Meet with them and begin to explore even further your heart issues. Getting input from wise counselors can certainly help you to fully come to grips with where your heart is. And remember that this process of change takes time. As we look at the pattern of working on your doing, there's a number of truths that you need to understand. The first is that you have to faithfully practice these daily responsibilities. In Ephesians 5, verses 15 and 16, Paul writes there, Look carefully then how you walk not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. It's important not only in addressing your heart, but also in doing that you make the most of the time. You have to be careful about the way that you use your time and put a concerted effort into addressing your heart issues, as well as making the changes in your actions. That's where we have to discipline ourselves for godliness, as Paul talks about in 1 Timothy 4, 7-11. Working on both the heart and the doing is also something you need to persevere in. You need to keep at it day after day. This can't just be a temporary fad. It needs to be a long-term change in your life. In 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58, Paul writes, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. And that's a challenge. Making the changes, you have to be steadfast and immovable. As you begin to think about doing in the action plan, you need to consistently work the plan and be steadfast in it. The doing is going to be tough. It's not going to be easy, but you need to press on into the high calling that God has for you. This is what Paul writes in Philippians 3, verses 12 to 14. He says, Not that I've already obtained this, or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus had made made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. You were called as a believer to a higher standard in your doing. 
That's in your behavior as well as in your heart. To continually press forward to the high standard, to press on, to not give up. There's going to be times that you won't feel like it and it will seem very difficult. Don't give up on it. Keep going back to the scriptures and the ideas you studied in the heart to bring fresh motivation and encourage you. That's so important. A good illustration of this process and the importance of persevering is physical exercise. Almost everybody would say that they want to be in shape and healthy, and then we start a new plan of exercise. But, unfortunately, most people don't stay with it. They quit after a few days or a few weeks because it gets tough, and they don't see the results of being physically fit because they give up. And the same thing is true in handling the issues of life better. Most people want to handle the issues of life better, but they're not willing to stick with it. They're not willing to go back and renew the heart issues from the scripture in their mind as well as put it into practice in the doing. They may be really serious about it for a week or two, but pretty soon that fades away and they go back to their old habits and the old ways of handling life. If you want to see real change, you need to be steadfast. You need to be disciplined and faithfully practice these things daily. Well, let's get to a pattern for working on your doing. You've already worked on your heart. This is the second part of biblical change in handling the issues of life better. We'll give you the structure now, and then we're going to look at specific areas that people struggle with and walk through it with you. The first thing you need to do to work on your doing is to continually review the passages that you've learned in the process of dealing with your heart. It's so important to keep these in focus in your mind. You need to review the truth daily and pray and ask God to help you in the doing process. The second thing that you need to do is to consider all the studying that you have done in the heart process and look at all the verses and passages from the Bible that give you instructions on what to change in your actions. So often, if you looked at the verses that address your heart, you will find in those verses suggestions or commands that you need to either start doing or stop doing. That's the beginning of looking at the doing. The scriptures are the authority and are going to give you clear direction as to what you need to change. Couple that with the work of the Holy Spirit. Even in the process of working on your heart, you probably saw that there were specific practices that the Holy Spirit brought to your mind that you need to either stop or start. He has a wonderful way of putting the rubber to the road. Having studied the heart, the Holy Spirit will begin to point out to you practices even if you're doing them. You'll be going through your week and find yourself struggling with something like anger, and you'll hear that still quiet voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to you during the week, reminding you and pointing out to you the way that you're not handling it correctly. It's important to respond to his illumination and write down those biblical ways of handling the issues that you face. That's a wonderful work of the Holy Spirit. He's so practical and so specific to show us the ways that we fail to do the right thing. As well as looking at verses and passages to give you instruction, read through Colossians 3 verses 5 to 15 and Ephesians 4 verses 22 to 32. And pray for God's help in understanding and applying these verses in your life. Both of these passages talk about the concept of putting on and putting off. 
Paul is so practical and specific, listing what we are to start and stop doing in areas of our life. Those passages certainly can give you some suggestions, but are also examples of the mindset that you need to have. You need to take on the mindset of asking yourself the question, what are the things that I need to put off? That is, what are the things in my life that I need to stop doing? And then we get to ask ourselves the question, what are the things that I need to put on? That is, what are the things in my life that I need to start doing in place of the things that I've stopped doing? When you ask that question, God is certainly going to answer you. He wants to help you to see the way that you need to change in your doing. Later, we'll look at specific areas of struggle and we'll give you a clear picture of both the put-ons and the put-offs. We'll give you practical suggestions of how to change your doing. Well, let me pray. Father, I pray that as each person is considering this idea of not only their heart, but their doing, that you would help them to understand. Lord, even right now, In an area of their life, they see the heart issue and that you'd begin to reveal to them those ways of doing that are wrong, the ways that they're reacting, the things they're saying, the way that they're handling issues, uh, Lord, that are wrong, that you would show them those things and also help them to begin to see the put-ons, the way that they need to change, what they need to start doing. And we ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for being with us again this week. We want to encourage you to let other people know about this podcast. Would you share this link about this episode with somebody right now? We would ask you also to share this on Facebook or other social media. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. Well, next week on our podcast, we're going to continue to look at a practical pattern for working on your doing. Now that your heart is in a better place, you need to fully understand this plan of changing your practices and the way that you respond to the situations of life. That's what we'll be looking at next time on Married by Design.